Hello everyone, Homecoming Hero here with another episode of the Late Night Sprites podcast, the blog and podcast combo that covers a bunch of video game topics. I'm your host, Homecoming Hero. Over on the blog, I talked about Stardew Valley, and I kind of made like an update announcement on the future of the blog, so to see what that is, go check that out over there, latenightsprites at blogspot.com. But today, as promised, I have played the game for about five, six, seven hours, had a good amount of time with it, and I'm not talking about Metroid Dread, although I've been playing that quite a bit as well. I'm actually talking about Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania, the game that came out three days prior. So I've been playing both of those, and I've put a good amount of time into Banana Mania. I've unlocked some stuff, I've played a bit of the story mode, and I'm really enjoying it. So welcome to my talk about Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Automatically, I'm going to say this is the same price as Banana Blitz HD. Get this one. If you're interested in a Monkey Ball game, get this one. Uh, Banana Blitz HD, as you may have heard in my review, was an okay time, but kind of was in the middle of the road for me. I played the story mode, and there were like mini games and such, but this game, Banana Mania, is great. There are, first off, besides the story mode, there are challenge modes, unlockable challenge modes. So let's talk about this game and discuss is it worth its $40 price tag what do you get well as mentioned a couple minutes ago there's a story mode that expands a good amount of worlds with accessibility options so unlike playing a classic monkey ball game you're not going to get stuck in a level over and over and over and then have to, you know, get game overs. Because, first of all, lives have been done away with. But why collect bananas if I'm not getting lives, you ask? Well, those go towards banana points, which goes towards fun unlockables, including uh, new characters, new outfits, modes. There are certain challenge modes that have to be unlocked by collecting a certain number of bananas, and that's a-okay. I think this was a smart thing to do. And if you find a level that you cannot just get past, like you're on it for like 10 plus minutes and you're trying again and again and again, you can mark a level as clear and then keep going and you might be the next one on your first go. You can unlock a a jump feature. You can skip levels. There are a ton of accessibility uh, options to this game, which I think make it playable for people who maybe just want a fun time and who want a fun bright and colorful game and i stand by this 100 percent. if people want a hardcore challenge then they should go for it and really enjoy having a game like that there are some indie games that give you like the hardcore retro challenge but I also believe that if somebody just wants to experience the story or play through the game and experience it start to finish, they should have ways to see it. So there is no wrong way to play a video game. If you play it in easy mode, if you have the AI help you out, 
for example, um, I was playing Great Ace Attorney, and there is a mode in there called Story Mode where you can just watch the game play out. That's really cool. And if somebody gets stuck and they don't know how to solve the puzzle or how maybe a piece of evidence fit into the story, you can do that and hit story mode and the game will lead you in the right direction, which is awesome. And this goes the same way for Monkey Ball. There are ways to skip levels. There's level helpers if you get stuck but still want to beat the level. There are a ton of accessibility options and I'm 100% on board for all of them. So there's an expansive story mode with a ton of levels and a ton of worlds. Uh, I don't know the exact number, but on top of that, there are challenge modes of different difficulties. There are unlockable modes um, that you can do that are additional challenge modes that, you know, take away the accessibility features, but they're meant to be like the hardcore challenges. And um, there's mini games. So first of all, I will say that I did not do any of the mini games because I didn't really have anybody to play them with. Um, I might do like a mini game follow up because uh, I, for example, I got WarioWare Get It Together and this game. And when I have the opportunity to safely play some of these, I might go, hey, these are what some of the multiplayer game modes for games are like. And it's fun or it's not worth it. But because of that, I'm not going to judge the game based off of that. It's there. It's a part of it. And if you have someone to play the mini games with, that's great. But um, monkey boxing was always my personal favorite one. So I might go up against the AI once or twice just to do a round of monkey boxing. But anyway... So there's a ton of options here. There is a little bit of DLC, and I agree with some of it and disagree with some of it. One of them that is... So all the DLC that is $5 a piece, um, I bought two of them. I bought the Sega Legacy Collection, which lets you play as consoles, and I bought the Hello Kitty one. The other one is the classic Monkey Ball skins in the original soundtrack. Now, the classic skins are fun because it's their GameCube models, but I think this would have been a great pen ultimate unlockable. I think it would have been great to put it in the shop, but maybe make it like two or three times the cost of other unlockable characters that you can get in the store because Sonic, Kiryu, Kazuma from uh, Yakuza, Tails, Beat from Jet Set Radio, and then Monkey Ball cameos from across the series are unlockable characters, and that's really fun. But I think that the original GameCube models should have been an unlockable, and I think the original soundtrack, instead of putting it behind a $5 paywall, I think that it should have been in the game as an option. Now, the soundtrack is okay, but I might have to pick up the original soundtrack because I remember liking the original music quite a bit. The original models I might get at some point. I've bought DLC on sale before, like when I got uh, Sonic Mania on PS Plus for free, I picked up uh, Sonic Mania Plus because it was $2.50. So that was a really cool add-on. So it might go on sale at some point, and then I might pick it up if it's like $2.50 for each of them. 
and then it adds up. But for now, I got Hello Kitty and the consoles because they add to the game. First of all, Hello Kitty changes the bananas into apples, and the consoles just made me laugh. It was a funny idea, and both of them, I feel like, have gotten their money's worth. Um, Next up, I will say about the game itself, it controls great, and it feels great, and there are a ton of accessibility options so no mountain is too high to climb in this game. And with that, I think this game definitely warrants its price tag. In the base game, before you add any DLC, there are so many fun options. There are modes, and there are definitely different degrees of challenge that make this game great. And it is a great arcade game feel. Taking stages from the original Monkey Ball, Super Monkey Ball 2, and Super Monkey Ball Deluxe to combine together into one really big mode and one really big story that lasts a good amount of time is really good Monkey Ball fun. The game controls great and looks great. And sound is okay. Sound is okay. But besides that, the game is fantastic. It definitely warrants its price tag, and if you are interested in a monkey ball game, I definitely recommend this before getting Banana Blitz. Banana Blitz was a step in the wrong direction and added things that didn't necessarily make monkey ball the monkey ball series that we love, whereas Banana Mania reminds us why we love those original GameCube games to begin with. By cutting out stuff like boss fights, a needlessly long story mode, jumping, and a bunch of other things, but also making them available for people who like Banana Blitz, the game finds a great median. It gives you a potential challenge if you're really looking for it, or it gives you a walk in the park with some really fun, upbeat music and fun, colorful characters. As for the story mode, it's very interesting. The story mode is presented in a... Like, all the characters are watching it on TV. Um, in, like, a slideshow presentation or, like, a comic book. So instead of fully animating the cutscenes, they basically made a bunch of stills and animated, like, the key features of those original cutscenes, and that's okay. No complaints here. I'm not going to, you know, write an angry letter to Sega saying, how dare you not have the original cutscenes where they would dance around and sing their little song and then be like, that, that, because in the original, like, what would happen is that uh, I.I. would get, like, really mad at the evil uh, professor guy, and then they would dance, and then they'd be like, uh, they'd be like, make it rain or they would be like fly away or volcano be hot or bomb don't explode or hit the bomb or something like that and i'm okay with that i feel like they trimmed the fat on something that wasn't necessarily you know we don't play monkey ball games to sit there and read dialogue or like one-liners or stuff like that so i feel like this is a really good compromise to having the original cutscenes without having to animate all of them again so that was fun and on top of that they still do a fun little dance at the end of every so they keep a remnant of it they don't like do a little song or anything but instead they all just pose like their power rangers and go like yeah so it's like fun so um it's a fun watch and it's a fun playthrough 
And even though I'm nowhere close to done, I know I'll be playing this game from time to time and really hopping in and enjoying the fact that there is a great monkey ball game on all sorts of platforms, whether you have PC, Switch, PS4, Xbox, it's available on all of them. I got the physical edition that came with an art book that was a really fun edition. It also came with a download code because a lot of Sega games have like bonus profile picture or this or that or Sonic Colors Ultimate that came with a baby Sonic keychain. But still, overall, I recommend this game. If I were to give it a point score, I would probably give it a 4 to a 4.3 out of 5. There are a couple shortcomings, namely sometimes the controls feel a little loose or feel a little too unfair, and the fact that some things that were should be in the game were made into $5 DLC just doesn't vibe well with me. But besides that, there's a ton of content and enough to bring you back that definitely warrants the full price, or if you're on a budget, definitely worth adding to your radar when it goes on sale, because Sega games do go on sale quite often. I mean, Banana Blitz has gone on sale quite a few numbers of times, but if you were to get one, I say get this. Get this one that harkens back to the original, is remade with a lot of love and care, and may not be perfect, but is a really good game. Definitely worth your time, and if you're a fan of arcade-style games where you roll primates and plastic balls to the goal with some upbeat club music in the background through a variety of wacky stages with a bunch of obstacles, this one is a great pick. Thank you very much for listening. I am Homecoming Hero, and I will be back with more gaming content soon. I hope you have a great evening, morning, or whenever what time you're listening to this podcast, and I will see you again soon. Take care and stay safe out there. And if you are looking for a game that is a great time, then I recommend Monkey Ball. Or, if you want to, head back over to the blog and check out a game that is a great buy that not only is very inexpensive, but it's a real-time sinker by the name of Stardew Valley. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back again soon. Take care.